Hey, good morning for those that are listening and more importantly, watching. Jacille is not doing drugs, nor has she gotten Seriously? hit in the face by me. Okay. It's um, not that serious. She has two pink eyes. Wow. And she's looking. It, my eyes are not even black and blue. Like, I don't look like I got hit. <laughs> my eyes are swollen, but I don't look like I got hit. Please go watch this. Yes. And just be able to see what I see. It's so beautiful. Every morning I wake up to this and I'm like, this is the woman. I married and I accept and love Let's all of her. Throw your hot coffee on you. <laughs> so I just was poking fun. How are you doing today, baby? Great. That's such a lovely intro. <laughs> it's unpredictable. That's the most important thing. Tomorrow is going to be you next week. <laughs> I was prepared to, to go and dive into a different topic today. And Jacil also gave me a good idea but a chapter has been closed chapters been closed physically physically because yeah, i'm still dealing with which i don't have an issue with but i'm working through the paperwork side of closing our business in 2019 we opened up a restaurant in virginia beach so let's dive into that a little bit and now it has finally been closed well we turned in the physical space which we still had two years left on it on the contract with our landlord but we were able to settle and close the space out so that's good and the restaurant itself has been closed for about what seven months now eight something like that so yeah so we we um we opened the business in 2019 i uh, i'm gonna do a quick version of this because i want to just get it out there i, I opened the business for financial reasons i wanted to i wanted to make more money well and, his head it was passive income passive and, income yes and i was like passive income you don't really work at it it's income that's just coming in and i was like that's the word passive but in his head this was passive income and i was like this is not passive income it's a secondary income. well I, we didn't know at first we didn't but we didn't know what we were getting into Oh no, but you thought it was passive. I knew it wasn't going to be passive, but I was like, it is another income, but it's not going to be passive income. Yeah. Um, but so, that's where you and I totally viewed it differently. Like I knew one of us was going to have to bust our ass on it, meaning me, because he already had a full-time job. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that closed and that's been, that shed a lot of weight, right? That You know, I was in there all last week selling things and cleaning the space and just reminiscing reminiscing of a gambit of emotions you know it, it, it went from happiness it went from sadness it went from anger it went from a pre, um joy it was very joyful at the end uh, and because i i ended the whole week by taking a, a video of the space and i'm walking through and instead of seeing a failed business or a business that didn't work out i saw misalignment i saw and it wasn't that the business didn't work out the business itself was doing great it's just we both reached a point where we realized that's not what we wanted to do so we the effort wasn't there um we weren't putting in the time and the dedication that it needed to continue it like running it successfully 
and you know if anybody has worked in the restaurant industry it's been around it it's it never stops it's it has to be a well-oiled machine that you stay on top of all the time like there is no backing down backing off and like oh it's gonna run itself like that just doesn't happen um, for restaurants like it's it's a constant doing it's a constant hiring and training and fixing and changing and yeah it was a lot yeah and, and we when we started this we didn't really know what we were getting into as I mentioned before N neither one of us were in the restaurant industry my first job was a cook at a fast food restaurant but that was when I was 15 years old and I cooked I didn't know anything else aspect of it. So and my father had a grocery store growing up for like 15 years. I mean, he worked at them my whole life, but he owned his own for about 15 years, I think. Um, and I did work there and I was around it a lot, but it was very small. It was a, you know, one to three person operation. Like he never had more than like two employees and he mostly worked it himself. So it was nothing like we, during high season, we got around 25 employees um you know busy season and then on the low end we were probably down to like 10 employees so just a lot more work and revenue and everything so like he said I had never worked in a restaurant in my life before never been around the restaurant industry like that my older sister has more experience than that and it was a rude awakening for me at the time I had a one and a half year old three and a half year old and a five and a half year old I put the two oldest ones in school and then the little one eventually after two weeks I realized I couldn't work with her either and I ended up putting her in school too um and I worked it full-time for about a year at which point I was also pregnant so I hired a manager so I could go home and birth my baby <laughs> um, but it was you know it was it was basically learning along the way how to do this how to manage it how to run it you know right things wrong things um how to deal with people and you know on a different level um that i had never had to before i have always been the employee not the employer <laughs> and then yeah navigating all that and then you know then trying to hire managers to be able to do my work and I realized that the level of expectation from other people just has to dramatically <laughs> decline when it's not you doing it um, because the truth is like you will never care about a business more than you no one else is going to care as much about your business than you so having like realistic expectations for my manager of what they could actually accomplish and do and how I could be in support of that and quickly after having my baby I realized that I didn't necessarily want it anymore and a year after I had my baby it was like it was January of 2021 yeah of 2021 I was like okay I'm done <laughs> I was like I don't want it I don't want this anymore I don't want to deal with it I'm done like this is way too much this is more than I thought you know, because a year and a half into it, I was still realizing it was almost the same amount of effort that we were having to put in in the beginning as far as hiring and training and keeping up with everything. And it was just, it was a lot. Um, and I, and we didn't need the income. It was more of a supplemental in income for us. 
Um, yeah, I've, I've learned a lot uh, and I could dive into many things here. And I, I want to first highlight that this restaurant or just being a, a business owner in general opened my eyes to a lot of my childhood trauma unconsciously at the time. Didn't know what I was going, like didn't know what I was experiencing. But when I look back at it and I try to process it, especially this last week sitting in the space, was that I didn't know how to handle success at a different level. Uh, financial success in the sense of, you know, we were making money and because I've always had the lack of mindset growing up as a kid, I translate that into my adulthood and I was spending, spending, spending what we were making. And so um, in the business mindset, like I was, I was, you know, we were paying the bills and and I was, that's all I cared about was making sure the bills were paid and, and paying the employees and everything like that. And then I would spend the money on um, either things for the business or personal things or, and so it, it was, um, that was a big, as I look back on it, that was a big key for me is like, I didn't know how to handle the financial success that came with the business. And then secondly, like the, the personal journey with entrepreneurship and the challenges that uh, I've, in, I've encountered with, you know, like self-worth challenges and other things was, was a big piece of me, especially like my, my role as a parent, like our relationship, um, Sweetberry was a big uh, punch in, in our relationship or, or a big challenge in our relationship. And it was because I wasn't willing or wanting to process that trauma at the time of like taking care of the kids and, yeah. and uh, showing up in the house and being a, you know, a, um, I'll just being a contributing partner to the, to the relationship. You know, I was still expecting her as she was working to do a lot of the things at home, 99% of the things at home, because uh, I had this belief that my job was the one that was providing the income for our, for our whole family to, to thrive. And so I've been able to sit on that and reminisce on that all this last week. And, and just where I've, you know, when you look at it from day to day, sometimes you don't see how much growth you've uh, encountered, but when you're able to like really step back and, and look from where you were to where you are you're like wow like there's there's a lot of depth now for me in that and so I, i'm very grateful i think me saying all this i'm very grateful for sweetberry because it it actually showed me a different side of myself that i never saw before and as challenging as it was at the time it's more rewarding now you know i'm out of the navy and i i, I thank the business for that because i would not have taken that step if we didn't have some type of financial uh, income. I mean, we didn't really have it by the time you got out. It wasn't even that. It was just, I think it gave you a taste of what being out could look like for you. Because technically that didn't help us during your transition out. Yeah, and and many, like, you know, and I say this. We closed uh, it in September. You got out in June. Yeah, many many military members, like a a lot of people I know want to get out but the hesitancy is like the unknown right and and i for me i got to to see what it looked like to work for myself and that gave me a lot of challenge when i was in the military my last couple of years is because i'm i'm working for people 
that I don't necessarily agree with and align with and the mission and everything that we're doing. And and then I'm, I'm seeing what it could be. And so then I also came to the understanding that that's a misalignment. Like just still said, the restaurant industry for me is not a passion. You know? I mean, if you know anything about human design, we're both projectors and managing a restaurant is definitely not up the projector alley. Yeah. Not if you're doing it by yourself and you don't have an entire team to uh, employ to do the daily things and the hard things. And we were, I, I was in there every day busting my ass um to keep this place up and running um for a long time and it wasn't enjoyable is what i came down to i was like i don't enjoy this this isn't fun and i am most definitely cannot do this for the next five to ten years well let's reframe for a second because i do want to i do want to like yeah we learned a lot on the negative side but positively like what it what come came from this for you like when you're able to think about it and i mean that positively i learned that money isn't everything and that you need to do something that truly makes you happy like just chasing money isn't going to equal happiness and having more money doesn't equal happiness so i just came to the conclusion that i need to do what lights me up not what puts more money in my bank account because that i will burn out and fizzle out very quickly which i did like a birthday candle yeah. at a three-year-old's birthday party fizzle out yeah basically um yeah so and 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 by no means like this podcast when we were we were just talking about it for like two minutes before we jumped on it's we're very grateful because a chapter in our life that we felt like was an anchor here uh has has closed physically yeah i mean we were traveling full-time rv and the only reason we came back to virginia was because we had to finish this out and you know what we thought was that we were coming back and it was going to be closed down in a couple of months and you know our other plans that we had didn't fall you know didn't happen and we ended up having to stay here longer and longer and longer been because, here for like five months now yeah and it's literally all because of the restaurant it hasn't been for any other reason but the restaurant we've been anchored here because of it um trying to close it out you know sell everything inside and you know there's still some things that we need to handle on the back end but as far as the physical space which was a big deal for us um thankfully that's been settled and closed out and we're ready to move on to the next chapter yeah i also want to highlight the power of and a lot of people either like this or don't like it but the power of manifestation right because i had a hard time accepting that for a long time and Jacille has been very um, diligent and, and she's been very like um, supportive and, and pushing us forward of like, hey, we need to really talk this into existence. We need to, we need to manifest this. And, and, and she does her own practices. And I started to, to do that. And um, being able now that I look at it, being able to walk away on the terms that uh, we did was a byproduct of that. I, I didn't have a, I wasn't manifesting a specific number but I was manifesting a vision to where we were um, not obligated to anything sweet um, business related. And so that is, um, that's where we're at. You know, the landlord, we negotiated with the landlord and we finished out um, something with the, the franchisor and, and then now we have no ties. 
to and another big part of that was like everything inside the space like i mean i don't know how much more perfect it could get but one woman who was opening up her own business or she's been in the process of that for many years for a couple of years now ended up buying everything like almost everything in one shot out of the restaurant like how much more perfect can it get than one person taking like 90 percent of what we had and then with that we were able to settle the debt with the landlord and it was just literally like full circle and i was like how much more perfect can it get than that (laughs) and it it brings a lot of gratitude to my heart because and this is for another podcast but she uh her her mission for what she's doing in her restaurant is like beautiful helping disabled people work and so like that's the beauty of it it all comes full circle and 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 how it's played out has been just great and now next week we're uh, we're gonna go to florida like we uh we've been wanting to like head head uh head away i, I i'm still not saying that we are because it's still like not believable <laughs> we've been saying that for three months yeah we've been saying we're going to florida for three months now we're like we're going to florida next week and then we extend the campground and i'm like okay so are we going to florida at the end of this campground stay yeah we are uh no we have to extend again and we could extend again and we're like okay we're going to florida it's like nope we're extending again yeah one of the one of the big reasons we extended this last time was because i was i was every day until like 11 or 12 o'clock at night we were in the i was in the business closing it up and so um it I I didn't have any opportunity or, or you know what I'm not going to say that I didn't prioritize that as being something that I wanted to do that week so we didn't I didn't plan for that and so we didn't go but I've been making preparations I've been in communication with some some folks down there and and we're gonna we're gonna get this big bus going and and head down we've been trying to sell the RV here and Jasil you know did a lovely Google search that's what Jasil's good for um and she really and she realized that virginia is not a state to sell rv in and i'm like well why are we here we need to well, go to well, not florida that it's not to a state sun, to, be to the beach to sell it it's just the top 10 states that sell the most rvs um virginia doesn't come up as one of them so this is our last tie to the yeah. united states is uh the rv yeah once we sell the rv we are out of here and and this uh this is exciting so um back to i know we went off a little bit but back to to the business is there any closing gratitude or thoughts that you wanted to bring to this i mean you just want to talk about gratitude but i had a lot of negatives more than gratitude while i was in the business all right well let's talk about negative and and i know you want to stick to gratitude but that was a very dark place for me in our relationship and i guess valuing myself too i guess if i had if I had to take a positive way, it's like not to put my value in what someone else thinks of me. Because during the entire time that I was working in the restaurant, it was always like a what you do doesn't matter. What I do matters. And it's like what you do is isn't enough. Even though I was working just as many hours as you, but if I try to bring work home, it was like the end of the world where you could bring work home and that was okay because it was your work. Like I wasn't supposed to work on weekends I wasn't supposed to work at home and I could only work for like the eight hours that the kids were in school which was not enough time to fully run a restaurant and then I had to come home and be a mom to three kids while being pregnant and exhausted for being pregnant and I had to do it all and it was just a very like I said dark moment for like phase of my life because I felt truly alone and I didn't feel supported and I 
didn't feel like my partner gave a shit about what I did or how I felt. And that, you know, if I had to kind of lead ups to what happened, you know, a year and a half later when I asked for a divorce, like that was a big part of it. Cause I was like, I don't want to be with someone who it doesn't matter what I do, you know, it's like never enough, you know, like what I do is never enough. And then that was also an awakening for myself is like, well, don't let other people determine your value or what you're worth. Like that's up to you to determine that. And like, don't let those voices in your head kind of thing. And I had to like, you know, metaphorically create a big separation of like what you thought of me of what I thought of myself and not let that affect me. This is the juice. It was a division. Like it really was like, I, I was like, I need to separate from you and not care about you. And it was kind of like, we were living two separate lives and I do remember. And, and, and I do remember that. Yeah. It was and... like, you were over there living that life. And I was over here living this life and those lives touched sometimes, but they weren't one thing. Ooh, that brought up a lot of anger right there. <laughs> not at her. The anger is not at her by any means. But I do remember, like, everything she's saying, I felt too, but th didn't say that. But I also, uh, like... And I remember because of the spending habits... We were living in this really nice place and I loved living there. We lived there for two years and I decided when the second year was up was that we were moving out to this like 800 square foot apartment for a, a third of the rent that we were paying because the spending habits were so bad and it felt like we were never going to get out of debt. And I was like, how is it that we're making the most money we've ever made? And it's like the bills never finish getting paid and that year when we moved into that really small apartment we were able to pay off a lot of the debt but it was like for me it was like this constant like I was pulling this weight constantly and I was the only one like trying to move the weight and he was like pulling the weight the other way and I was just like I reached a point where I was like you know what I don't care anymore like this is how you want to live life cool let's be broke then <laughs> and, and not <laughs> worry about finances like who cares about money <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to care about it anymore because I it was like such a stressful point in my life of me like, okay, I feel like I'm navigating another child with a credit card right now and I can't stop them. And I was just like, oh, well. I actually read something yesterday that just popped into my mind that like was it goes a little bit with this um, in the conscious leadership group. It talks about commitment, the difference between commitment and um, I just went blank commitment and the other word i forgot the other word but i'm just going to hit on commitment anyways so commitment is about being committed to a direction that you're going and so she's talking about like financial independence and things like that and now that i i sit here and listen to her i wasn't committed to that i guess i was committed more to living a luxurious lifestyle where people thought that we were well off uh, well in my head it's always been about the end goal of not working till I'm 60. Yeah. So the way I always saw us being able to have that surplus of money is like, Hey, we can store it. We can invest it. So we don't have to work forever. Or like we can take a year off and change directions and like do all these things where he was already committed to I'm working till I'm dead. And, and I was just like, okay, but why, like why work your ass off um, till you're 60, 65 and, and then, 
what, 10 years to live, 20 years to live and then die. Um, so I was like, I've, I've always like held the future. And then yes, there's a balance of also live in the now and enjoy your life now. Like not, it wasn't about like save every single penny, like don't spend anything. Like we still went on vacations. We still went out. We still did a lot of things, but we also had a lot of bad spending habits. Um, like we ate out like crazy just because there was a paycheck every two weeks, you know, versus like now we, eat was there, there was a paycheck every week or yeah. And, right. I, and I, I wasn't trying to correct you in a sense of like, Oh, you're wrong. But like, <laughs> I remember that we altered Sweetberry's payroll. I did for where I was getting paid from the Navy on the first and the 15th and Sweetberry was on the seventh and the, okay, like the well, 21st. And so it there was, was a paycheck every week. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, like, spending habits like now that we live in the rv and we've gotten more aligned of how we want to use our money and stuff like we eat out maybe a couple of times a month yeah versus like before that was like every other day and i didn't have boundaries around that and what it, like i'll use yesterday as an example because this is a win for me it's just still <laughs> was like hey i want a burger like, mm, I'm, like I'm, I'm like craving this burger um little baby wants a little little french fries whatever you know whatever the may be, case may be and in the past I've, i remember many times where just would just like she's so hungry but i think she was just getting a bit like she didn't want to cook and she wanted me to cook or something you know she wanted me to be be there and so i would always be like you know what i'll go get the food like let's yeah. do this i had no boundaries around that but you know like i would yeah, always pass, he would just say all right cave. load up everybody let's go get food and yesterday he was just like, I'm cooking. And I was like, I know, I just wanted to let you know, like, I'm really craving a juicy burger. Yeah. I was like, it does, I was like, we don't need to go out and get it. I was like, because honestly, I don't think I could find the burger to even satisfy my craving right now. Yeah. But I was like, I just want you to know, like, that is what my body is asking for right now. It's like a really juicy burger. You know, I, I want to go back to using, you know, this podcast has always been about, like, how we've really taking a step forward individually to to collectively be better and um what i saw so much that i i had so much anger and would attack her a lot as i saw a lot of myself like i every time she brought work home i saw myself and uh, i mean that's what it always is and people don't realize yeah. it like anytime you're fighting with your spouse or nitpicking at stuff it's usually something about your own personality or your own actions that you see in that person that annoys you because it's a reflection of yourself and then you're like damn it why are they doing that but you don't realize it in the moment like you're really just seeing yourself yeah and i and i didn't have a depth to to uh to myself but i do know that many times i'd be like i don't like this because i do this and and i didn't know how to at the time i didn't know how to figure that out like to like just have self-inquiry and, and bring awareness to it and sit with it and no you would you just say really mean things like oh you don't want to spend any time with your kids you don't want to spend any time with your family and i'm like i've literally been a stay-at-home mom <laughs> like what are you talking about i was like i've been a stay-at-home mom and even while i'm working i'm still taking care of everything and i was like what do you mean yeah I, you know i had a lot of uh you know I'm, I don't, there's no excuse I, I i do know why i said that stuff you know like i had a attachment i had attachment issues right like i i remember early on in our relationship that many times just still said she was just with me for the kids and so like i constantly every time just still try to make money or do something i always felt thought it was because she was trying to leave me and it was an attachment thing and i and i for the majority of our relationship i had tied 
my, for lack of a better term, I mean, uh, my control in our relationship was financially. And I didn't have belief in myself as a man, as a, as a person to, to have her want to be in this relationship with anything else. Just financially, it's what it's what I was able to provide her and the kids, and um, that's one reason why I really like really want to do this work with men is because when I go back and I think about all the mean things that I've done or or the hurtful things that have um, impacted our relationship, it's not because I wanted to; it's because I didn't really know how to cope with what I was going through, and I and I didn't have the tools or the awareness to 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 consciously relate with her, right? Like to be able to really talk about or um, express myself in a healthy manner. And I'm very fortunate that we're still here and that that I was able to come to a, a deeper understanding of myself to to be able to do that. And, and by no means am I saying, oh, I'm 100% perfect here. No, like there's still times that I would struggle. And, and but it's, it's the fact that I know many men that I've talked to there that have gone through relationship and relationship and not there for their kids, or there's no relationship with their kids because they are struggling. They don't, they, they don't know how to relate. Uh, and, and it's because of just generation after generation of repeating cycles um, that have been modeled before them. And so like, when I go back to that, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I'm a victim here. Uh, now, like I've taken responsibility and realized that I, what I did was not okay, and I can't change that. And all I can do is be here to hold space when these moments come of her opening up and talking about hard things. Because when she says these things, it's hard for me too to listen because I, I, I feel like that's a different person in a different lifetime. <laughs> yeah that doesn't it doesn't even feel like that was uh what two years ago something like that yeah it feels like a lifetime ago and but in, i i just remember in january of 2021 um i got a broker to try to sell the restaurant and in january 2021 yeah i got a broker to try to sell the restaurant and then um he was already fighting me on it. Like he didn't want it to happen. He was just like, no, like we need the money. We need the money. And I was like, we really don't need the money. <laughs> like you make more than enough money for all our needs. Um, and then a month later was when we found out about Linnevel having a brain tumor. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like I'm so done. And he kept, you know, saying that we still needed the restaurant. And I was like, we really don't. And now my daughter needs me at home. Like I'm not doing this. And by March, um, I told him, I was like, I'm not pulling it off the market. I said, if you pull it off the market, it's yours. Like, don't look at me. Don't call me. Don't ask me anything. Like, you're running this restaurant full time. I said, because in his head, it only required like 20 hours a week. Like in his head, if you put in 20 hours, the restaurant was taken care of. And I laughed at him and I said, okay, good luck with that. Like, that's what you want to think. Sure. And he's like, if you have a manager... Like, you don't need to put any more time into it. I said, okay, sure. <laughs> I was like, whatever you think. I said, go, run with it. 
And after a month of him even like trying to keep up with half of what I did, he was like, this is so much work. And I was like, exactly. This is what I've been trying to tell you this entire time. Like everything I stayed on top of was insane. And I stayed on, on top of like everything or I tried to for the most part. It, I felt like an octopus trying to juggle a gajillion things with each arm. Um, and then after that, he basically, I don't know, he, he just like went full on Navy and didn't even care for the restaurant at all. So the restaurant basically was just like floating by itself with its manager and employees, but no true oversight of what was going on for a long time. And, you know, that showed the last few months that there was no oversight. We weren't putting any time, any effort, especially once we started traveling full time. Like it wasn't even on his radar, like unless they called him and said something was wrong, like he didn't check anything essentially. And I was like, that's you can't run a business like that, not a business that requires physical presence which restaurants very much require physical presence and not always from the owner but if you you know if you're, the owner's not there then it has to have a solid group that you trust to run it but it can't just be ran and even and I told him this many times even a manager like it's just too much work like even when I was there running it it was just too much work even for me by myself so when I had managers it was more of a team effort of then I would take everything like take care of everything on the back end while they took care of more of the physical things but there was still a lot of work that I did at home which is why even in January 2021 like I already had a manager established running it for a while I still didn't want it because I still was doing a lot even from home and popping in every now and then and things like that and and that's I think a lot of the things that he didn't like realize I was like this is in the navy you can't just tell them what to do and go home and think that they're going to do it or hope that they do it. I said, because when you come in the next day and you have angry customers and things are broken, like I can't tell you how many times things broke and nobody told me. And it, I had to go and see it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's been broken for, you know, three days. And I'm like, why? Do, why hasn't anybody called me? Like, why hasn't anybody told me? Oh, we didn't want to bother you with that. And I'm like, what? Like, if something's broken I need to know like we need to fix it and it was always like the same you know issues and things going on that I was like yeah I'm, I can't do this I was like this is way too much um but it was a, a real awakening as far as like where to take your life like what to do and how to go about like what I really want to shift my focus on for the rest of my life and one thing is like I don't think I ever want to deal with a physical business ever again in that manner um, and as far as working with people, it's not that I don't have people skills, but I'm not a fan of dealing with large groups of people. Like I don't want to employ 10, 20, 30 people. Like that's just not in my heart to, <laughs> or at least like if I were to do it, it's more where people are autonomous. Like they're getting, they know what they have to do and they're doing it. Not where I'm having to tell them and like lead them like, oh, this is your job. This is what you must do kind of thing because I don't I just don't enjoy it I don't enjoy telling people what to do and how to do it and all of that where I felt like you were a lot better when it came to a lot of those things but also he came with this navy mindset of like you just got to tell people this and that and I would laugh so many times I was like if I tell the employees that like they'll just turn around and say I quit and leave and walk out the door I was yeah, like I, it was a very humbling, I was like, can't do that. it was a very humbling experience 
I, uh, when she had said like, Hey, I'm turning it over. Like if you, if you pull it off the market, um, I'm turning, you know, like I'm not having anything to do with it. I remember sitting in the car a couple of times after work and thinking about it and, uh, like, man, I'm, I'm good at my job in the Navy. Like my sailors are successful. Like they're developing, they're getting awards or getting accolades. People are wanting to be better. I can do this too. Like, it, it, like this, <laughs> this translates. Like this is what I do. This is my. This is who I am. I'm a leader of people, and uh, it was humbling because the, it it really gave me at that moment a a wake up of reality, and it uh, it made me really understand the difference between transactional leadership and transformational leadership something that just was just talking about people being autonomous on um where they know that they reap their own rewards like they're motivated by their own internal purpose not because you're pushing them to do that thing yeah and so like uh, where i was going with that was that in the navy a lot of my leadership style was transactional leadership and i remember later that year being in a uh, evaluation you get a, a evaluation yearly i was in the midpoint uh they called a midterm eval and my department head who is very char- charismatic and he was he, he wants to be a political figure and things of that nature but he looked at me and he said he said chief lang you need to you need to figure out how to turn from transactional to transformational because your division, the people that work for you thrive because there's something, there's a transaction that they're going to get. There's a reward. And it's not because they're bought into to your vision or to our shared vision. And so as I was, you know, like, let's go back. And, and during this period, I'm like, oh, you know, like, this is all transactional. I'm going to throw a little bit of um, programs in there, you know, some financial incentives uh, for them to to be better and to really have people take ownership. And the thing was this, I, w- I didn't get in there to really see what people wanted, right? Because finance finances are only a p- portion of it. There's other things that drive people. And so I didn't do that, but I also did take the Navy mindset and uh, people quit. People, you know, there I mean, was- a- you did, you started adding bonuses and things like that and all this stuff and like trying to motivate the employees. And the thing is like, it would only motivate them so far yeah before it was kind of back to the same thing so it was a it was a very eye-opening experience leadership wise that i i there was more work for me to be done right that that a lot of my and i say this now looking back a lot of my leadership was from leading from fear right toxic fear and blaming and shaming and guilting and a lot of times if something happened who's to blame right and then than trying to make an example or, or all, you know, like when it came to reward, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't do this, you're not going to get this type of thing. And and that was building that mindset of, well, I'm only going to do this if there's some type of reward. I'm only going to take the, I'm, I'm being exaggerating. I'm exaggerating, but I'm only going to take the trash out if I get, you know, you know, pay this, this, and, you know, so it was, it was, it was a tough time for me in that sense. And that's why I, sh- I really shut down and I went back Navy was because I was I was failing. I knew I was failing. I felt it. And I saw it every single day through cameras and through looking at sales and looking at um, people, you know, looking at the spending sheets and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, 
I need to stick to something that I know how, like, know what I'm doing. So just ignore the business, then. <laughs> and go back to your full-time job. And just... I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being very honest and open and clear about it. Yeah, so I, I had to completely detach, and I deleted all the apps from my phone. I never logged into anything again. Every now and then I would say, hey, how's it going? Like, how's the business doing? But I, as soon as he started getting into issues or into the thick of it, I'm like, nope, I don't want to hear it. And he would get upset at me. He's like, no, I feel like I can't talk to you about the restaurant. And I'm like, you kind of can't because I'm kind of not over it. <laughs> I was like, I still get angry when you talk about I'm it. Um, because That was my next point. Yeah, because I just, I still, I, I like detached in the sense like I didn't want to know anything about it. But anytime he started talking about it, it would just annoy me and frustrate me. And I would become very angered because I'm like, it's your own fault. I'm like, it's your own fault for thinking that you could take a back seat when you're the one supposed to be driving the bus. <laughs> I'm like, you can't just take the back seat and chill. Like, this is your doing. Like, you got to drive it. You got to show them where to go. Like, they don't know what they're doing. And even the managers, like, yes, we had great managers, awesome people, like, well-meaning. But at the end of the day, even a manager needs like, okay, this is where we're going. So they know which way to pull the whole team. And if they don't feel supported by the owners, like, why would they put extra effort into anything? Like, they're going to be like, screw this. They don't care. I don't care either. I'm going to do the bare minimum to keep my job. But that's about it. I was venting. I just was wanting to vent. And oftentimes it came into me getting attacked. And it was so frustrating and I didn't understand it, but it was so frustrating. And, and I closed down even more and more resentment came. And it was a very unhealthy point in our relationship. But it, but now that looking at it, it's, it's where there's lows. Then, the, you know, like. Then it grows. Then it grows. Right? <laughs> the lows and it grows. So we got to really see that part and and now we're in a different place and you know i think for me looking forward or leaning forward into this is i have a i have a a understanding of like relationships now and that like i when we were getting into this business partnership i didn't see it as a relationship a because they were in two different states and like i didn't i wasn't like oh this is a big piece like our values need to align or like we have yeah. to be on the same page. I was just like, it's money. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's yeah, make Yeah, that money. was like one thing I mentioned to him before our doors even opened. I remember telling him I already had some issues with the franchisor. And, and I told him, I said, look, I don't know moving forward how this is going to work. Because this guy clearly is like completely different than us. And the way he operates, the way he is, like he seemed shady. Like I didn't know what to believe and what was his intentions with a lot of things. And I was like, I don't trust him and i was like i don't want to be in business with someone i don't trust um but then it was kind of like the mindset like oh well this is our restaurant so we can just move forward and you know make whatever we make of it because this is our restaurant but at the end of the day it did affect us it, ca it came back to you know affect us and affect our restaurant regardless because we were under a franchise um and those were the things that you know like the lessons learned is like don't ever go into business with someone you don't trust. <laughs> or even that... like, or like when you have a, they talk about full body. Yes. If there's yeah. some type of hesitation, like there was hesitation. I did yeah. have hesitation. And like a lot of times in, in society, we're like, we, we, we start to lose sight of our own intuition and our own like guidance system. And if you feel that in your body, like, 
speak speak up about it i did feel it but i also like my my thirst for money was stronger and i i was i really believed the message that was put to me that that was communicated to me through this relationship and everything the red signs the flags that were coming up i was ignoring and Jacille, like i i remember many times she's like this uh this doesn't seem right and i'm like we'll be fine we'll be fine and we are fine now but it was a lot of challenges uh you know yeah i also you know believe that it it was meant to happen the way it happened because the lessons that we learned are foundational to our future you know and how we're going to conduct ourselves from here on forward and rather learn it in your 20s than in your 50s you know so I was like right on like big lessons learned in our 20s um for us and now we get to move forward knowing these things and being clear on who we are and how we want to work with people how we want to conduct ourselves when it comes to business matters um there was a lot of lessons learned even on the back end of that that had nothing to do with the restaurant but our own friends and you know at what point do you believe a person or at what point do you just say okay I'll take your word for it like all of this is it was big you know lessons for both of us of how to conduct ourselves when it comes to business when it comes to money when it comes to relationships and clear lines between where where are we talking as friends and where are we talking as business partners it's not that your friends can't be your business partners but there has to be clear lines of where we are with that too um yeah and i also like you know a couple things that you took away in the positive like moving forward like for me is i do want to work with Jacille, but it has to be in a it has to be in a manner where we're impacting lives on a different different way like we're we're like changing the world in a different way and also understanding that my strengths like play into my strengths and allow her to lead in my weaknesses right and and I say that because the financial aspect was 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 and I still am working on as a as a challenge for me and so like she's very strong there and being and allowing her to lead and I was so resistant on that right because uh, I, I was just I mean if I was leading we wouldn't have to work for the next 10 years <laughs> And then this I, I gave you a year and a half of no. And then um and then the second thing is like I'm grateful because this not being the sole painful moment in my a painful moment in my life, but it was a pretty painful time. And it's transformed into my power. It's transformed into my purpose. Like in in the in the the power of aligning with your purpose. You know, like I had a hard time getting into that restaurant you know and doing doing what i do now is it just comes second nature to me it, it yeah. just, and it's it's easeful and that's what i i also like brought that point up to him i was like you don't even like being in there like you don't even like working like why do you want to keep it and it was really because of the money that was it and i was like i don't enjoy being in there like i know that now and he was like i you know like we need the money we need the money and i'm like okay Keep. yeah and then the last thing is just really following your intuition right like when when you when you start to get those red flags really look into them and ask well, listen to the first red listen flag. to the first red flag but but and, and sit with it right yeah it's and if you know anything about human design or look into it um your authority and your type 
also says a lot about the way you should interact with people with life with everything and like both of us being projectors we're meant to be guides and what's said about projectors is that we don't have a lot of energy right like that's the generators and it's not that we don't have a lot of energy is that we only have energy for the things meant for us where generators can tap into that a little easier than projectors um and also we're both emotional authority projectors which means that we have waves we need to wait before making decisions and allow to feel the highs and the lows of our emotional wave before coming to a decision where some people you know like in splenic authority they just know in the moment and the longer the wait the cloudier it gets for them so it's the opposite of us um but for us it's like knowing now to sit on a decision like whenever big things come it's like okay we're we're not making a decision right now like we're gonna give it at least 24 hours or two two days before we're going to come to this decision and that's for bigger things obviously um and and feeling that like in your body like not with the mind with the body um feeling that like okay this feels like a whole body yes and as soon as there's some doubt like don't don't be like oh no it's it's nothing like if it's in your body it's speaking to you for a reason and listen to that yeah so that's that's our uh, business adventure that's yeah. closed <clears throat> We're done in Virginia. And we are, we're going on to the next chapter and we're excited to grow together, to grow individually, to grow as a family, to grow in our vision. Sell this RV. Yeah. So, <laughs> till next time. See ya.